0: God is good. I I I want you to turn your Bible to Psalm one eighteen. I'm going to read a lot of verses leading up to. I'm going I'm going to walk you through the book of Proverbs. Then I'm going I'm going to prove to you this principle, and then I'm going to park, and then we're going to we're going to just go verse by verse through this. But um, so, have you guys ever been convicted about something when you have a problem, and God just kind of sits down and like, "Hey, you, you this this isn't good." So I'll give, I'll illustrate it like this, and, and you guys will identify. I know you will because we've we've all been there. We some of us are there right now. So I'm like, have a a movie day with my kids and my wife, and we go out. And we, we I think the last one we went to see was Cars 3, and you know I, I I'm the type of guy that I'm trying to find, you know like I'll, I'll go out to the car and everybody's oh that was funny and this was good and I'm like well that would have never happened, and. uh now, you got to understand, I'm saying this about talking cars, but I'm, I'm, I'm picking apart, apart the plot line of, you know, different things like that. And it's, it's amazing how some of us have the, the mindset that all we do is we zone in on what's ever wrong. So that's what we do. Whatever, it, it can't be the good in it, and maybe it's you go out to eat. And you walk into a restaurant and you've got money in your pocket to pay for a good meal and you have this big steak and the rolls and the appetizers and you're sitting with your kids and you're sitting with your wife and you have this glass of tea or whatever and everything is good and then all of a sudden you take a bite of your vegetables and they're soggy. And all of a sudden, from there on out, everything is falling apart and you just, you know, says, well, how was everything? Well, everything was great if you consider soggy great and you're just... Our attitude and our, our mindset and our focus just goes... All, why? Because we focus and zone in on the one thing that wasn't good. And we're blinded to everything else that was great. We're, we're not thinking about the blessing of being there and the fact that you... Walked in there with money, and you had a great meal, and you're with healthy kids, and you're with your wife, and you're dri- walking out to a car, and you're driving in a land that's free, and you've got gas in your tank, and you go home to ca- a house that has air conditioned, you're only thinking and griping the rest of the night about soggy vegetables. And it's that way with everything. You know, we, we, we'll, we'll do that with our family, we'll do that with our spouses, we'll do that with church sing and praise God and everything. Oh, you know what I did not like? And that's the rest of the day is all about that. What about us do we have to literally thrive and grow and love and, and hang on to the negative in life? And you say, well, life does have negatives. Yes, it does. You know, I, I, I'm going to show you a picture that I believe that when God looks down at us that live in America and God says, this is a portrait of what the average American looks like, this is us. <laughs> so Who is that guy? Awesome. That's Oscar the Grouch. You know his part on the Sesame Street? I, I, I know this while well. I grew up in Alabama. This is where I learned to read. This is, this is where I learned my colors. Okay, I, I, I owe Sesame Street a lot, but... Oscar the Grouch is the character that no matter what's going on, he's going to point out what's wrong. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. They're, they're singing and pointing out the sunshine and having a good day and everything. But Oscar's got to be the one that sits there and says, yeah, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's, all, he's always mad. <laughs> yeah. Guys, that, that's, that's us living in America. That's, that's us living around everything that God has given us that is so great There's one main thought that I want you to walk away from today. There's one main thing that I'm I'm going to teach you and and, and show you that our focus can get so wrong. Listen, listen, just soak in these verses as I I read these, and then I'm going to work all the way up to Psalm 118. But I I just started going through Psalms and marking this as I went. Psalm 25, verse 8. Good and upright is the Lord. We're going to establish a principle. I I want you to know that, that God is good. Psalm 34, "O 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 100, verse 5, For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Psalm 103, verse 5, Who satisfy thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like eagles. Psalm 106, verse 1, Praise ye the Lord, and give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Psalm 107, verse 1, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. I'm going to jump past Psalm 118 and go to Psalm 119, then we'll go back. 119, Thou art good, and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. Now, Psalm 118, verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. It doesn't just say that he does good, or he possesses good, or he shares good. The Bible says that he is good. Now, this is a principle that I want you to get. And this is the thing that God, I was, I was thinking about this verse, I was walking around, and all of a sudden, God hit me with this. If God is good, and all we do is focus on the bad, then we're blinded to God. Think about that. If God is good, let, let's, let's take this pulpit. Let's say this pulpit is the bad thing. This is CNN talking about... Medicaid or talking about retirement, or talking about the health reform, or whatever, whatever news, and that's it. And all around me is good. My family, my church, my nation, the cross, salvation, America, our military and sacrifices, and it's all around us. And all I do is come home and click, and I sit there and grumble and I whine and I complain and I'm mad at the kids and I'm irritated at my wife. And I go sit down and I say, can you believe that? America's going down the tubes and everything. And I'm doing that. I'm not looking at God right, right. because God is good. Amen. Yeah. And God is all around us. And you know what all these verses are saying? Hey, America, you need to start looking at the goodness of God because the goodness of God is all around us. Amen. Yeah. That's what he's saying. So the psalmist and put it like this, and I'm going to back up again, and I'm going to kind and walk up to it again. This is what he said about the goodness of God or the works of God. He said in Psalm 66, verse 5, he said, Come and see the works of God. If I had something really good and I wanted you to point it out, there, there's a reason. If I went up to Jen and say, hey, I did something, Will you come see it? I'm, I'm going to go get Jen. I'm going to call her attention to her and say, hey, you need to look at this. You know what God is saying to the goodness that he's given to us as Christians? He's saying, stop looking at this. He says, here, come here, let me show you something. Let me show you something. When the Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, you know what he's saying? I, I want you to experience, not just see it. The taste it is, is when, when, when there's something great. If you guys ever go into a restaurant and you have something that is just incredible, okay? If you go to Red Robin and you get their fries, those are incredible, okay? And I, or, or you get their sweet potato fries and you're gonna go out of there and, and we, we brought Jenny's parents there a couple weeks ago and I remember saying, you've gotta try these. I I, I don't want to just tell you about it. I want you to experience this for yourself. Do you guys realize the goodness of God is God wants us to experience joy, to experience peace, to experience salvation, to experience, not just be aware of them. Just come and taste and see that I am good. Because all of a sudden when you taste the peace of God and the joy of God and all those things, you're not staring at the bad all the time. He said, are you you telling me that I'm supposed to go through life acting like everything is okay and there's no problems in the world? No, I'm not saying that that it's not there. I'm just saying that's not what our praise and our focus should be on. I'm proving it. This isn't just my opinion. Psalm 122, verse 9. Because of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek thy good. I'm going to seek it. Let me put it this week: I seek the good of God this week, as you go through life this week, as you' get in your car and you stop and you say, "Wow, it started up today and I can get to work. God is good. And you get out of the car and you're walking to work, and all of a sudden, "Hey, I am kind of working. Body and I'm breathing and I've got eyes." God is good and you walk in there and there's a boss that irritates you or there's a problem that irritates you or there's a customer that irritates you. But you got a job that gives you a paycheck that pays your bills. God is good. You grill out this weekend. You're with friends that are gathered around you and you don't have persecution You can go in the backyard, and you can drive down the street, and you can sit in a lawn chair and watch the fireworks go off because you live in a country that represents through that celebration that you are free. It means that God is good. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises unto his name, for it is pleasant. He doesn't just say to see it and to seek it and to taste it. He said to praise him for it. He, he literally says, let it be a song. Have you guys ever, he said, let the joy of the Lord or let the praises, or, let the goodness of God be, be proclaimed on your lips. Have you guys ever had a song get stuck in your head before? Yeah. And all of a sudden you can't get it out of your mind. You know, you know that, that reminds us, let it be a song. Let it be something sung to a melody of good that gets stuck in your mind, that resonates all the time in your attitude that man, God is good. Amen. But I'm telling you right now, you think about how we are in, in America. It's, I, I'm telling you what God isn't said for it to be, but I'm, I'm gonna, don't get Oscar the Grouch out of your mind because some of you are going to go home with Oscar the Grouch. He's going to be driving your car or she's going to be sitting next to you. She's going to be across with you at lunch. She's going to be the, there, there you go, keep, the, keep this illustration. And I, and I want you to call it out. When, when your spouse or your friend or your neighbor, your parents or whatever, going, well, I'll tell you what, here goes Trump again, whatever, and say, dear Oscar, please stop. God is good. And I'm not going to say that all of these things are not bad and all these things, but it's amazing how you cannot focus on the negative or the bad and sing praises. Have you ever done that? Just turn on the news and sit there and go through that as they said today the Dow Jones is down this and you know the and is doing this and then you sit there and go, "Man, God is good." God. You're not going to do that. You're you're getting irritated and frustrated and you know all, all these things. I, I remember a while back, and I, th- I think I even shared with this. I was going on one of my mission trips, and I had to go in the doctor's office. And, and in the doctor's office, I had to sit down and fill out the health form. And it was one of those things, just kind of reviewing all the stuff. And, and one of the things it says, "Are you a male? Are you a female?" And then it had a third box and says, "Are you transgender?" And I'm like, "Transgender? I'm a dude." There's dudes and dudettes. That's all there is, okay? That's it. There's no other because I read in Genesis and I know that and all of a sudden I'm grumbling the whole time and I'm irritated the whole time. And and I, I go in there and the doctor meets with me and he says, well, you got a clear bill of health and you're healthy and all these things are okay and your blood pressure's okay and this is okay and everything is okay and everything's okay. I get in my car and I'm like, transgender on a form can you believe that <laughs> not thank you that I'm okay thank you that I'm healthy thank you that the test came back it's it's not the rest of the form where it went down and it said hey are you married yes to an amazing woman do you have kids yes three beautiful kids Where do you work? Fellowship Baptist Church. Fellowship Baptist Church, meaning that I go to a church that's a loving family that I get to be part of and carry out vision, and I have the word of God there, and I get to preach, and I have the coolest job in the world, and I'm hung up about one stinking box on the form. You guys don't judge me. I I see all those judgmental eyes coming my way. Every time... See a rainbow flag or any of the other things that get us all twisted, all of this out in our mind. Oscar the Grouch creeps into the house. We're blinded, blinded to God. Psalm 118, verse 1. Fourth of July, two days from now, is not just Independence Day. It is God is so good day. Amen. Give, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And then he stops and he says, oh, I know what you're thinking. And just like, okay, if God is good, then, then, then what, what about all this other stuff? And he stops and he throws in a word. He says, because. Have you ever had your kids... You know, argue with you about going to do their room or whatever. And you just say, why do I have to do that? Well, just because. You know, you just, because I told you so. Because there's an answer. Because I'm your parents. Because your room's a mess. Because God says, okay, Oscar. Because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endures forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say his mercy endureth forever. So I'm, I'm going to show you how good God is, okay? And that's what, that's what we're, we're focused on. That's what we're praising God for. Here's the first one God is good through his mercy. Notice, it explains how he puts it in categories. Let Israel say which was a nation, even those that are in rebellion. Let the house of Aaron, who was the leader at the time, let them that fear the Lord, which was the saints or the congregation, God's mercy is not limited. Do you realize that if any member of ISIS, that if Hitler, Bin Laden, or anybody else would have ever in time, in the state of that they were, stopped and repented of their sin and, re- and cried out to God, God would save them? Do you realize that you're only saved today and you're only here today because of the mercy of God that withheld punishment that we all deserved? Yeah. We sit there and think that, man, things are getting so bad and things are getting so worse and progression of this and I can't believe God's coming back. Do you realize that every day that God does not come back, he's showing mercy on the loss of one more day that they have an opportunity to get saved Do you realize the counter of that, of them not getting saved is eternal damnation in hell without God or hope for all of eternity? So it changes our attitude a little bit. That when we see the wickedness go on and God still does not come home, we ought to not just sit there and say, how dare God? We need to step back and say, wow, God is so good through his mercy. God is not giving us what we deserve. God is not giving the lost what they deserve. God is withholding because God is good. We get so worked up. God is good through His protection. Verse 5, I called upon the Lord in distress. Remember, this is all because God is good and God is worthy of praise because of this. Because I called upon God in distress. Now that word distress can mean a lot of things, okay? I I, I can be distressed in life about different things, but this one is really cool. The word distress in this passage means a tight place. You say, well, okay, that still doesn't make sense. Uh, It means extreme restrictions. It means to be hindered in every way. It means to not have freedom. So I I, 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 I called upon the Lord when I could not. And the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. You know what a large place is? It means freedom or liberty. You don't think this is applying to America? God says, hey, Christians. Hey, all you Oscars of America. Hey, all you people. I put you in a large place. I took you out of oppression. I took you out of the, the, the fact that you were oppressed because of your religious rights, and I put you in a place that you could worship and go and preach and love and and do all these things, and now we look at it and say, how in the world could we have a church for four days in a row, go out and invite kids and have over 300 kids in a building where we give the gospel and see them come to know Christ? You know why? Because God is good, and God placed us in a large place to be able to do that. And every vacation Bible school picture we see and every time we do an outreach and every time we walk behind this pulpit and preach the word of God, we need to sit back and say, hey, you know what, Lord, you made this possible. You put us in a large place. You put us in a place of opportunity. God, you are good. But do we do that? Do we walk into the large places that God has given us and we just sit there and point out everything I don't like? And our attitude is grumbling and mumbling, and our attitude in the car is mumbling and grumbling, and our attitude towards America is mumbling. And it doesn't please God because we're not even seeing God because God is good. He's good in His mercy, He's good in His protection. God is good through His peace. You think of all these things, it's, you say, Pastor Tony, this is all true, and I'll, t- I'll tell you that, man, God is good and God gave us America, but I'm just gonna be a little transparent. Things are changing. And and that that gets us worked up because things are changing. Guys, we all know that things are changing rapidly. I'm I'm not just... It's amazing to see the things that we used to sit there and discuss over before, and now they're exalted and and raved about, and we're the weirdos for standing for righteousness, and I'll tell you, there, there should be things that get us worked up and convicted. And I'm not saying that that's not true, but Our attitude's got to be right with this. He says in verse six, he said, things could get really bad. Hey, things are probably going to get really bad. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. I will not fear what man can do unto me. There's a question mark. I'm going to be honest. I'm a saved child of God. You know, on the other side of death, what lies for me? If, if, if it's cancer due to everything that's polluting our food and our nation and, and the, all this stuff that goes along with that, if it's ISIS that invades America, if, if it's terrorists of some other sort, if it is, it doesn't matter. What can man do to me? Do you realize that the, the biggest threat that Satan can throw in my face to me when it comes to death is Heaven. I'm just being honest. Whatever you want to do to me, on the other side, absent from the body, I'm present with the Lord. Do you guys realize that that's not just me? It's every person that professes Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. If you know Jesus Christ, you realize that there is nothing that man can do to you to separate you from the love of God. Nothing. 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 It doesn't matter what comes on the news. It doesn't matter what comes across our borders. It doesn't matter what blows up within our things. And I'm not pushing for it or wanting it, but I'm telling you, in my distress, I called upon the Lord. He answered me. And let me tell you, in my distress, I know this that nothing can separate me from God. I am safe in His arms. I'm not just talking about the physical, temporary aspect of my body. I'm talking about my eternal. What can man do to me? Because the Lord is by my side. I'm not alone as a dad. I'm not alone as a pastor. I'm not alone as a husband. The Lord is on my side. How do you do this? I'm going to divert just a little bit. I'm going to pause because I think application is important. And I think a lot of times when we get into this, we walk out of church and say, well, that's good. But I'll tell you, Pastor Tony doesn't know my life. He doesn't know what I'm walking into. He doesn't know my work environment. I, I, I don't praise God. I don't get excited because of what the garbage I have to walk into. It's hard. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, and I'll, I'll read this to you guys as we go through this. It says, be careful for nothing, or let me put it like this. The word careful means be anxious for nothing. And anxiety is probably one of the biggest things that America faces. I, I was talking to a counselor a while back, and he was saying, you know what? Anxiety is, is, is more of a medical problem today than it was of most leading causes of America. We are just a, a very stirred up, distressed nation, people. And you know what's crazy about that? We're in the most blessed nation with the most anxiety filled people. How? What has happened to us? How did we get so messed up? And he says, All right, okay, in, in everything, be careful or be anxious for it, but in everything, this is what you're, God's saying, I'm going to tell you how to handle life, but in everything, in prayer and supplication. Let your petitions be made known unto God. Let your requests be made known unto God. You know what God's saying? In everything that you do, no matter what you're facing, today or tomorrow, when you get up in the morning, when you go to work, when you're sitting in traffic, whatever, God's saying, all right, come here, let let me show you something. Let let your petition, let your voice, let your attention, your problems and everything come to me. Sitting in the car and you're driving to work and you're upset about everything, God says, stop and talk to me. And everything, your, your anxiety is going to build up in just a minute, but I've got an antidote for it, but you need to talk to me. Let it be known unto God. And he said, this is what I'm going to do for you. And let me promise you, when you're talking to God and not everybody else, and you're making petitions in your heart, and your request be known unto God, and you're dealing with anxiety, this is what God said. This is what he said, And the peace of God. He said, something else is going to step in the car with you. The peace of God explains right there that it is not Pastor Tony. It's not anybody talking on the radio. It's not any preacher on the radio. It's none of those things that we sit there and we reach out to. I've got problems. I need, I need. And God said, what about me? What about me? He said, the peace of God, which path of understanding, which literally means that if you say, it doesn't make sense, God says, yeah, I'm going to go right past all the stuff that makes sense. It's not going to make sense. When you're in a situation, you say, "Aren't you worked up about it?" You said, "Man, I don't know why I'm not. This is crazy. I should be scared to death. I should be sick right now, but I'm not." Said, so, "Well, why aren't you?" I said, "I don't know. I, I was praying to God about it. I was really worked up about it, and all God, the, something happened in my heart. That's what He does, and I'm going to explain to you how He does that here in a minute." He says, it, and "Let me. I, I skipped an important part." With prayer and supplication, and in the middle of that, it says, with thanksgiving. It's amazing when you're in that point of anxiety and worked up and everything, and God says, hey, you can imagine, and I know God doesn't physically do this, but let's say he was driving in the car next to you, you're going to work or coming home from work and whatever. And then God says, oh, you look really anxious and worked up. He said, Lord, I am. And he says, well, let's talk to me. And you start talking to God. And God says, you, you're leaving something out. Stop, will you stop? You're rambling on. I know your petitions. I know your requests. I know your supplications. I know what you're burdened about. Tell me what's good. Tell me what's good. You're good. We'll be more specific than that. I have a paycheck to go home and pay my bills, and I know a lot of people that don't. Well, what else you got? I thought I had cancer and I don't. Well, what else you got? Do you know what you're doing? You know what God is doing? He's slowly putting into your heart and your brain other things to think about. You know, He's doing that one negative thing or that, that, that soggy vegetable or whatever it is. It's God sitting there going, This. He's doing this. You see everything else? You see how good this is? And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It's not through you, it's not through your understanding it's not what you make sense of and i know this is crazy and it doesn't even make sense and that's why the bible says you have got to taste and see it for me to even on a sunday morning or wednesday night or wherever we're at and i sit there and i push these things and i throw these things out at you they're not going to matter unless you taste and see it uh, unless in the car when when you're filled with anxiety and everything you look over and say hey god i want to talk to you and god you do this and you start praising him thanking him and all these other things begin to happen let him be known unto God and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your heart and mine. Two things that are mentioned in that thing. It's not just your heart, the seed of emotions, your feelings, my passion, my conviction. I'm, I'm really, my heart is I love my kids and I don't want to see them in trouble. My heart is I don't want to lose my marriage. My heart is that I, 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 I love my church and I want to see people saved. That, that's my heart. But my mind battles My heart. My mind says, you know what, your kids are going down the wrong path and your kids are this and and that that job's not going to be there. You don't have enough money and savings to retire. And it's not going to be there when you get there. And the economy's plummeting and so you're never going to sell the house. and You're going to be upside down. All these things in your mind. But the word keep means guard. And all these things in life. And I'll tell you. All these things in life that we fill our minds and our hearts all around us are constantly trying to get into our brains to make you think the opposite. Don't show the picture yet, but let me explain this. I've done this before, but it's, it makes so much sense that I, I want you guys... So God said that I'm going to guard your brain. That's what, that's what God says. And the key to God guarding your brain of all this stuff He's giving thanks. He said with prayer, talk to God and give thanks and give thanks and give thanks. And all of a sudden, God said, I'm going to tell you if you give thanks and you do that, God said, I'm going to come in and I'm going to do something. He said, I'm going to guard your mind and your heart. God's saying, literally it's not that all your circumstances overnight are going to be gone, but God said, i make you a promise. I'm going to guard your heart. So as Satan is walking around and he's trying to shoot into your brain all these negative thoughts and all these things coming on the news and talk radio and all those other things, it's one of those things that God steps in like LeBron James, okay? Okay, now go ahead. And he takes that negative thought that Satan's trying to slam dunk in your brain, and he says, not in my house, and he slams it out. And I know I gave you guys this illustration before, but some of you guys don't need to understand, and don't knock me saying my, 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 my doctrine's way off, okay? But the Holy Spirit's kind of like LeBron James, okay? And I know he's... As that, as that negative thought is coming into your mind, the Holy Spirit goes up and says, you know, no, it's not. Right. And I know that sounds silly, but that's what the Bible is saying. He says, The peace of God, which does not make sense to you, shall keep or guard your heart and mind because of Jesus Christ standing guard of what's going to be there. And all of a sudden, for the first time ever, you have that conversation with God in the car, you're enjoying that, and you're talking to him, and you're telling him all the good things of God, and you get in the house, and all of a sudden, somebody shows up that's not you because you left Oscar in the car. And you walk in the house, hey baby, what's, how are you? It's like, oh, hey baby, what? What's wrong with you? And where? <laughs> you know, and the kids are like wanting to be around you because you're not upset about whatever you heard on talk radio all the way home. Do you realize that that's the reason why the rest of the verse says, finally, hey, God says, if you're not getting it, okay, let me explain what you got to do, garbage in, garbage out. Bad in all the time and focusing on the bad all the time. And he says, finally, my brethren. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of a good report. You tell me what talk radio is going to give you that. You tell me what news channel is going to give you that. He said if there's any virtue or there's going to be any praise of thank God for the good. You got to think on these things. Because God is good and you're never going to see it if your mind is filled with the junk. Uh, Let let me say something to you guys because I love you as as your pastor. Let me tell you this. Some of you need to change your life by going to your car and changing the radio station. There's an amazing thing when you put on a song like How Great Is My God and how you think on those things that are true how your attitude is going to be affected by it because that's what God said to do. And the talk radio and all these different things, and I'm telling you, I'm not saying that talk radio is bad. I know I'm this and that, but I'm saying it's just negative, 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 negative. And all of a sudden, you you are negative, negative, negative. And and it's not meant to be that way, and it's not healthy for you, and it's not healthy for your family. It's not healthy for the people that you lead. And it's just the same thing. It's like we fill our mind full of the secular music that's talking about this and that. And you sit there and say, well, it's not bad. And and we'll have that argument later. But I'm going to tell you what's good about it. What's it making you think about? Because i tell you what God said to think about is how great, how great is our God. Because thinking about the goodness of God changes everything about you changes your heart, it changes your mind, it protects who you are, it changes your attitude, it changes your praise. Last thing, God is good through his presence. Verse 14, the Lord is my strength and my song. He's become my salvation. You know what he was saying, the psalmist was by that, the salvation. It's not even the same salvation that we know about today. He's become my salvation literally means that God comes and wraps us, arms around us in the middle of this The voice of rejoicing and salvation is the tabernacle of his righteous. The hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. No matter what changes, no matter what comes my way, no matter what changes in my my life, the Lord is my song, it's what's on my mind, it's what comes out of my lips. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacle of the righteous. Meaning that the truth should resonate in our minds, the truth shall resonate in our hearts, the truth shall resonate in our cars. The things that I'm thinking about, it says in verse 17 listen to this I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. That's what I'm going to do. I shall not die, I'm going to live doesn't matter who is president. It doesn't matter who's in government. It doesn't matter what's falling apart. It doesn't matter. God is good. God is good. God is good. I, I'm going to challenge you guys this morning. What are, you, what are you looking at? What are you focused on right now? Because this attitude, Oscar the Grouch Christian mindset is not of God. If we can't walk to our cars after church on Sunday and not be excited about the things of God and we can't watch the news and and not be bent out of shape, if we can't walk out of work and not be frustrated, if we can't have dinner and have soggy vegetables once in a while and all of a sudden our day is shot, means that we gravitate to the negative and we feel our minds full in the negative and it comes out of our lips. As much as the praise of God should be about God because I feel my heart mindful of those things, the same way And when you fill your mind with negative garbage all the time, it comes out of your lips. And let me ask you this deep question. If you're not praising God for the good, what are you praising when you do all the bad? You think about that. If the praise of my lips of the goodness of God is praising God, then who are you praising when you focus on all the bad? You talk about spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare goes a lot deeper than worrying about if ISIS is going to attack America. That's why God said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. It's here. It's right here. It's in our car. It's in our mind. It's in our heart. It's in our radio. It's in our lips. It's in our focus.